0: Kia ora. Kofu Smith ahau. mai kete Welcome to the House. This is the first full week of the new Parliament, and like all Parliaments, it has to go through something of a birthing process, where it finds a shape and a mood, and nowhere so much as in how it interprets its own rules. The first weeks of any Parliament are a bit like a new classroom with a brand new teacher, where students test the teacher to get a feel for just where the lines are.
1: You were citing a previous government's policy, and as you know, that's not permissible. The member himself uh, would have probably elicited that very rule from a Speaker (laughs) in the past.
0: It's not like each Parliament makes up its rules afresh each time. Parliament has many rules already. They're called standing orders, and as many Speaker's rulings, the common law that has developed over time as various Speakers have interpreted those rules. And here's where it gets interesting. Because, like with the Bible, you can often find a speaker's ruling to support extremely varied interpretations. And you'll see that play out in a moment. With each new speaker, the MPs are keen early on to see where the new speaker might land, and whether they can nudge them in a direction useful to their own team. Which means that early question times are often both long and combative. Point of order, Mr.
2: Speaker. Yeah, point of
0: order. The, the question would have had to be authenticated. Therefore, you have accepted
2: that the question is valid. Therefore, you should accept. You should require the minister to provide an answer. Yeah, as you know,
1: many times there are uh, questions that are asked in this house that uh, the the uh, argument of authentication, authentication has been has been run and and not necessarily accepted by the minister who is answering the question. Now, what I do is irrelevant here. What he says is what the House gets as an answer in addressing a question. I'm sorry, that that's the way it is. It's not changed from when other point, ministers were the speakers yes.
2: I, I recall a, a previous uh, shadow leader of the House asking a then speaker whether or not a minister could san- stand up and simply say rhubarb in answer to a question. Uh, Because At that point, the Speaker had ruled very similarly to what you have ruled today, that simply standing up and giving an answer was sufficient to address the question. So I once again raised the point of order that was raised by the then Honourable Gerry Brownlee to the then Speaker, I can't remember which Speaker it was at the time, um, as to whether or not that continues to apply.
1: Well, I can assure you that the Honourable Gerry Brownlee got a very unsatisfactory answer at that time, and I'm sorry I can't give you a better one now.
0: There were many points of order. That's the process whereby an MP asks the Speaker to rule on a perceived breach. And a number of interesting rulings that arose from them. The overall theme, though, was heard in that interchange between the Speaker and Chris Hipkins, and in this one with Grant Robertson.
2: When I'm we speak, I don't believe that question was addressed in that answer. I asked her whether she was, was ruling it out or not. Well, well that's, uh, that's often the case. The question
1: is asked, an answer is given, the question is addressed.
2: That's
0: that's very philosophical, Mr Speaker. That's right. The new Speaker is portraying his role as ambivalent about how a Minister chooses to answer a question and powerless to change it. This isn't revolutionary. Speakers vary enormously. Speakers in recent years have ranged from sternly requiring good answers to very hands-off.
1: It has always been the case. In fact, uh, Speaker's ruling 1994 makes it very clear Uh, the the parameters for ministers able to uh, decide not to answer a question.
0: That ruling is from the Muldoon and says the Speaker cannot force a Minister to give an answer to a question and has no responsibility for the quality of the answer given. It's possible that the Speaker was conflating that ruling with 1996 that lists three possible reasons for not answering as privacy, national security or commercial sensitivity. MPs tried to draw his attention to other speakers' rulings that sit next to that one, Kieran McEnolte.
2: But also 1993 says that where a question is clear, there's an expectation that ministers answer it.
0: As I said earlier, in Parliament you can often find a ruling to back you up. It got a lot harder though when Rawiri Waititi asked a question of Winston Peters in Te Reo. Not something very unusual these days, which is why MPs have access to simultaneous translation into English. Well, it was difficult to hear the interchange, but it seemed that Winston Peters was indicating to the speaker that he would answer the question if it was in English, otherwise not.
1: The question doesn't need to be answered if the minister doesn't, or prime minister in this case, doesn't feel like he wants to answer it. So,
0: Mr.
2: Speaker. Um, A question, I mean, I guess strictly speaking, your ruling is in order, but the practice in the time I've been in the House is that that is uh, only done when a question is definitively out of
0: order. It's worth noting that Winston Peters did ultimately answer some further questions that were also asked in Te There was quite a bit of discussion before that about his balking at the language, but the Speaker held that it wasn't up to him if a Minister chose not to answer. Kieran McInulty, who's now the shadow leader of the House, requested the Speaker think further on this new situation and come back to them. It will be interesting to see where Jerry Brownley ultimately lands. You've been listening to the House It e te Kwekitafare. This program is produced with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk, Matawa.